everyone. We are back. This is episode 35, Half the Story Podcast. I am your host, Andrew. Welcome back. Welcome home. Um, say la vie, whatever you want to say. Um, but greetings, greetings, greetings. Um, hope you all are doing good and uh, hanging in there on this beautiful Thursday. Um, that is March 3rd. Um, update on my current state of health, kind of my state of the state of the Andrew, uh, address. I am feeling better. Like I said earlier, I was doing steroids, um, and a bunch of stuff in there. Um, had a kink in my neck and it was more than kind of a kink. Um, then you're kind of used to at my age. Um, I'm not going to say it was, uh, life, um, changing in any ways. Um, but it's definitely life altering in the sense that, uh, I'm still thinking about it here almost 20 days later. So, um, doing, feeling and doing a lot better. Um, I'm sleeping a little bit more. Um, we're not out of the woods yet, but we are getting there. And uh, we're excited to uh, be back in studio today. So um, what's kind of been going on in the world? I've just been uh, thinking a lot. We've been watching uh, a new uh, chef show recently, me and Chris. Um, I think it's called... Uh, Dang, I can't even remember the name right now, and she's watching it right now. Uh, Level Up Chef, or uh, what's it called? It's going to bug me now. Uh, it's like, so the, the premise of the show is there's three different levels. Um, level Chef. Next, oh, it's called Next Level Chef. Uh, I've only watched most of it, but, um, yeah, so it's a kind of a good show if you like cooking shows and things like that. Um, the premise is there's three different levels, like a grungy kitchen, a regular kitchen, and then like a nice kitchen. Um, and they have to cook on the different levels and like go up and down, um, depending on how good their dish is. And, uh, um, uh, someone wins uh, money at the end, but it's a pretty good show if you haven't seen it. If you're into cooking shows and stuff like that, which um, we're kind of into, you know, me and my wife. But um, yeah, so the Ukraine, Russia stuff is still going on, um, still happening uh, over in there in that neck of the woods. And uh, this week, um, Joe Biden gave his State of the Union address. Um, which I didn't even realize was this week until I popped on the TV and it was on there and I was, I was halfway through it. So, um, <clears throat> so was, yeah, I, I caught the tail, you know, the last half of it, um, which it was pretty good, I guess it was, I haven't watched the state of the union address in a while. I don't think they're, I don't think they're on every, every week or two, but, uh, the, the thing I noticed a couple of things I noticed actually was, uh, and I like, um, I like Joe Biden, you know, finger guns and everything and, um, aviator glasses and here's the deal. Um, you know, I'm a fan of his, but 
<clears throat> I don't, he doesn't look good when he talks. Um, and sometimes he doesn't sound good. And we all know that, you know, people make fun of him saying he's old or he has dementia, things like that, which, you know, we're not doctors, but you know, you, when you get old, things kind of slow down, including our brains. And, uh, yeah, I went to go get a couple copies done today at uh, Office Max, and uh, there I was doing my copies, and you just put a USB in the copy machine, and it says, do you want to make a copy? Yes, black, white, black and white, or colored, or like, you know, how many copies you want. Pretty simple, pretty, like, you know, pretty simple. But uh, then there was this older couple, and they're like probably 60s, um, who came in like a couple minutes after me and asked the guy at the counter, like, Hey, can you show us how to use this thing? You know, this, um, extraterrestrial, you know, life cycle that is a copy machine. And the guy comes over to them and it's like, yeah, you just have to, uh, or do you have a USB? They're like, no, they're like, someone emailed us this thing that we want to print. And the guy's like, all right, all you have to do is like, there's a big sign right in front of the copy machine. It says, email your file to, uh, you know, office max copy, copy or number three at gmail.com or whatever it was. And then it'll send you a code back and you put the code into the copy machine and then it'll print whatever you send it. Or something like that. You know, it was like a maybe a two or three step deal um kind of kind of thing um with technology. And I was kind of taking my time copying because I wanted to see, you know, would it would they do it? Would would it work for them? You know? Um and um luckily the uh paper that I needed was out on my copy machine. So I had to go wait at the desk and to get them to refill the paper. So that bought me a little extra time. But this wife and this uh, this wife and this uh, husband were like trying to figure it out, and they were like on their uh, phones and stuff. <laughs> and uh, they're like, "I sent the code like three times," and like the wife's like, "Well, just put it in." And then it. They were like arguing. She's like, "I don't, I don't know how to do this," and she started swearing. And she's like fed up and like they're both like we don't know what to think either kind of did the thing where they're like looking around to see if anyone would help them um like anybody in the store or anything like that and then no one was like coming to their rescue and like the and the husband's like okay let's just you put we'll put the email in we'll send it and the code will come back we can just put the code in like they said and like it'll print and like he tried to do it again and like or she was doing it and he was like telling her how to do it and it like wasn't working again and he's like and then they started bickering and he's like i'm just gonna go sit in this car i'm gonna go sit in the car <laughs> and she was like he was like you know fuck this i'm gonna go sit in the car and you can figure it out and she was like no no you're staying here with me and uh uh i don't know why i started talking about it but um, yeah, when you get older, technology gets harder. And, uh, I think I was talking about Joe Biden and the state of the union. So a couple of things, um, you know, when you get old and 
you're a president. I mean, that's a lot of work to be that old and a president. And uh, I think what I'm trying to get at is these two older couples or this older couple couldn't figure out how to print um, from an email address. And uh, Joe Biden is given a state of the union address and running a whole country. And uh, I know one's not, you know, harder than the other. Um, but, um, it's just interesting to see, um, to think about how I always say like there's some CEOs out there or some people, you know, getting paid, uh, a hundred, 200, $300,000 a year who, who don't know how to export a PDF file or, you know, open a slideshow. Um, but yet there's these young people that can can do everything in, in the world. And I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but I just think it's funny sometimes, um, getting old and stuff. And I talk to a lot of old people and I got a lot in common with them too. So I'm not dogging on anybody or anything, but, um, yeah. So I watched the state of the union address or I caught the second half of it. So yeah, Biden's getting older, you know, and like, also, Biden, when he is always talking and stuff, he looks like, you know, have you ever, like, gone on a drive or, like, got off work and, like, taken your, taken a different car or something like that? Or maybe, you know, for whatever reason, you don't have your sunglasses with you and you're driving and, like, the sun is setting and you're driving into the sun and I think the sun, the sun sets on the west. So you're driving straight west and the sun is setting. And it's just like you can't even see out the windshield. And then you forgot your sunglasses too. So you're like, you're kind of like, and if you can't see me you, you, on the video, I'm, you know, you're like squinting like as hard as you can. And like um, you're squinting so hard that your, your eyelids could um, – hold a piece of paper like like they're barely open enough just for to slide a piece of paper through but that's what biden looks like sometimes when he's talking um or like maybe like a lot of wind like his face has been in a lot of wind um and sun at the same time so it's like windshield burn plus sunburn in his eyes so that's what I was thinking about when he was talking a lot. And he brought up a lot of good points with the State of the Union. You know, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. And, you know, I like the guy a lot. Um, I like I like my mom. I can make fun of her, too. Um, I'm really happy he's president. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird um, watching it and seeing, like, whoop. Um, Every time someone or every time Biden would say like kind of something like to get you riled up, like uh, Kamala and uh, the other chick behind Biden, I want to say it's Nancy Pelosi or someone, I don't know, or who's the uh, Alaskan chick, Palin, I don't think it was her, but yeah, I think it was Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi. Um, but Kamala and... Uh, uh, Nancy, I think Pelosi would just like kind of like awkwardly stand up and start clapping 
and then everyone else in the uh, congregation would stand up and start clapping too. And uh, Biden would still be trying to talk, and then it'd be like awkward pause. And then, um, yeah, there'd be people like shouting out like, build the wall, build the wall. And uh, yeah, it was just an interesting, uh, it was an interesting vibe to catch it. But uh, yeah, he talked a lot about some good things, um, uh, mostly COVID and Russia and immigration related. And uh, I'm really hopeful. Sounds like COVID's kind of, you know, now that Russia's the new hot thing, um, COVID's kind of second page news, which is good. A lot of places uh, starting to open up, um, ditching the mask mandates, and uh, people are getting vaxxed, and um, sun's coming out. And, you know, hopefully it's not like the last two years where, you know, every time it gets nice, COVID kind of dies down, and then winter comes and COVID ramps up, and then it's just kind of a roller coaster of emotions for, you know, businesses and people and stuff like that. But, uh, um, yeah, so I'm pretty hopeful for this summer. It's going to be popping off a little bit, and I'm excited for people, as he said, to get back downtown and get working. You know, I miss I miss going down downtown or um, – the hustle and bustle of a city and um, thriving restaurants and bars and people and, you know, cars and big groups of people that you're like, oh, what's everyone doing in there? And you find out it's a like a Britney Spears um, talent contest or something like that. And you're like, that's cool. So, you know, you didn't have that a lot with COVID. So, um, COVID. Um, yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah, you talked a lot about that stuff. Would love to hear him, you know, and, you know, this is 100% first world problems, but I would love to hear him, um, what he's kind of thinking about them student loans out there, you know. There's a lot of uh, a lot of monies out there just sitting around in student loans, and uh, whether you think um, they should be paid back or whether you think they should... Um, not be paid back by the government or <clears throat> yeah that's a you know it's a big deal and a big story but um yeah i don't know it's kind of uh the people that don't want to pay off uh that don't want the government to pay off student loans um didn't have any and uh it's easy to say uh well, you took the student loans out, you must pay them back. But what about um, people with bankruptcy? Okay, what about people who die? They don't have to pay them back. What about, uh, you know, um, people who leave the country and never come back, whether they die out of the country or um, they just move? So, um my whole thing with the kind of the student loan things and I'm not trying to get political or anything like that is, um, I pretty much grew up in a single, single, uh, household, single parent household for the majority, I would say. And, uh, um, the only way to kind of, you know, unless I was a professional, um, sports player or, um, entrepreneur or like, uh, rapper or something like that 
all those kind of things failed, so I had to go to school. And yeah, I can make a decent wage working a blue collar job doing this or that. Um, but I went to school for something in the health field. And uh, the only thing with the student loans is like the only way to get the job that I have, which is um, a hero's job, as they say, the last couple of years, you know, essential worker, healthcare worker, um, we're heroes and stuff like that. The only way to get that job is to go to school. Um, and we don't get to control anything about, you know, how much school costs, how much the textbooks cost. Um, when I was in school for one semester, it was, it was over, you know, it was between 10 to 12 grand for tuition and lab fees and books and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, that's just the bear. That's just getting your foot in the door and saying hello to the teachers. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a, a master's degree. So, um, you know, it took a lot of time and energy that, um, you know, and I get it too. There's people out there that, you know, work, work throughout college and, you know, work two jobs and, uh, go to school full time. But, um, and that's great, but, uh, that shouldn't be the norm to, uh, to better your life and to educate yourself and, uh, to become a hero or, uh, some people say an essential worker, especially during this, uh, COVID time. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about, what do you think about student loans and, uh, if you have them, are you planning on paying them back? Um, are you waiting for that um, student loan, um, you know, for Chuck Schumer to drop the hammer and cancel them, you know, someday? Or are you trying to pay them back aggressively? You know, you can always hit the hotline um, and let me know what you think. Um, the number is 414-214-0372. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool if, uh, Biden said anything. And I think, um, he, I think he has been canceling some student loans, at least it sounds like it, um, via Twitter. Um, but they're all kind of like extenuating circumstance type stuff. And, uh, um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think canceling all the student loans necessarily fixes the problem because, uh, what happens to the next 10 years or 20 years of people who go to college and it's even more expensive and inflation and all that. So <clears throat> selfishly, I'd like student loans to get canceled, but, uh, I think there, there, there's other ways that could be, uh, beneficial to both sides, which would include, uh, you know, just having a 0% interest on your, your loans that you take out for a student, uh, for college or, you know, having a 10 year minimum payment and then the rest is, uh, you know, forgiven or, you know, setting the income driven at 5% instead of 10% or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, there's ways that you can help without necessarily, um, canceling all the student loans which I would be in, in favor for as well. But, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. It's kind of a hot topic. Um, if you don't have student loans, you know, that's good. Um, 
some people's parents pay for their college. Some people uh, work through college. Some people get scholarships. Some people do athletics. Some people uh, don't go to college. Um, but that's what makes uh, our country great is uh, you have the option. And uh, you really have the option to uh, not pay back your student loans um, only if you die. So, um We'll try and maybe get some more options in the future, and maybe he can address that the next um, State of the Union, the next one he does. Um, so, yeah, um, besides that, <clears throat> just been thinking about Ukraine and stuff, and uh, but uh, let's not let's not keep on getting all political and stuff like that. But uh, so, what's going on this weekend? Like I said in the last episode, we're going up to Appleton, Wisconsin going to be seeing Brian Callen and I guess um, his uh, whoever's coming with him, Jason Ellis. I've heard of him before. Um, he's got a tattooed head. Um, so that'll be interesting. I haven't seen that many people with uh, full heads of tattoos. So um, that'll be fun. And uh, picked up an extra job here the last couple of weeks. I haven't started yet. So that'll be... It's a part-time job, so that'll be that'll be fun, and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to uh, the next couple weeks and stuff like that. Um, so today, um, trying to do things a little bit different with the hotline, and the only difference really is just me. Okay, um, but uh, yeah. I think it's uh we we we'll get into a few calls. We got quite a few calls today, actually. We got five calls, so uh, we're gonna kind of get into them here and uh, let's do it. <clears throat> and that's a nice squeaky chair there. All right, first call here. Let's do this. Alrighty. Hey there, Andy. I've got a few questions for you. Um, I love your podcast. You do a great job. You get better every time. Um, oh, thank you. I'm just going to start out. I wrote a few things down. Um, what kind of quote-unquote vibrator were you utilizing <laughs> for back pain? Uh my mind goes to a lot of different places when I'm when I hear that word. So just just wondering, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a great product or you get a you know get a good deal guy. on it where you purchased it. Just let me know. Uh, so let's stop it there. Yeah. So you little uh, got your mind in the gutter a little bit there. It's and it's gutter cleaning season too. So. Um, but yeah, no, I did a uh, vibration on my back and, uh, it's actually kind of a family heirloom, uh, that's been passed down, um, kind of from a couple of generations really. And I don't know where it came from, but, uh, it's got, you know, like I said, it's kind of like a, a family heirloom sentimental type vibrator that, uh, it's got dual heads. So, you know. Any, you know, 
anytime you can get double double you know two for one that's good um, but it's your kind of your standard uh, I think it's Panasonic maybe or I think that's a TV but uh, or ultrasonic or I don't know but it's got five speeds on it and it's just your typical run-of-the-mill early 2000s uh, model of you know vibration device specifically for kind of muscles more so I would say um, and I'll use that a little bit just to get kind of, you know, it just feels good. I don't know if it actually does anything, but it does increase blood flow. So uh, maybe I'll post a picture of it if you're watching on the YouTube. Let's uh, continue. Um, what is the one song that when you hear it will freeze you in your tracks and bring back like great memories? Oh, that's a good question, too. Um, <clears throat> the one song that stops me in my tracks and uh, brings back good memories would be, um, just off the top of my head, would be um, Jimi Hendrix, the artist, his song Little Wing. A um, couple of reasons. That was me and my mom shout out shout out peggy um that was our uh mother son dance um for for our wedding my wedding and uh i picked that song because i don't really know why but when we were growing up there was uh above our toilet um in the house that i grew up in, and there's always only one house that you grow up in um the house that I grew up, I feel like, um, above the toilet, my mom had a framed picture of the lyrics to that song. So, um, Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing, um, it just brings me back to, um, the house I grew up in, all the memories there, as well as, um, first dance with my mom. So, good question. Let's hear more. Um, I think we all have one of those, and, uh, I'd like to know what yours is. Um, is it is it pronounced tomato or tomato? Tomato. And I think that's, I mean, I don't even know what tomato is. I've never heard anybody say it. Um, the only time you hear someone say tomato is um, when they say, is it tomato or tomato? But no one ever says tomato or tomato. So that kind of makes you kind of think, which one came first? Curious what your thought is on that. And is the glass half full or half empty? Where do you stand on that? Oh, the glass is always half full. If there's water in there, you got to drink it because, um, yeah, if there's water in the glass, you you better drink it. Um, a, a, a glass that's half full um, means you still got some, some thirst quencher in you. And uh, if we think about what's empty in, in the glass, then we'll forget about what uh, what's still in the glass. You know, if you think about, you know, what you don't have, um, 
you're gonna you're gonna miss out on what you do have and that's uh that's something that i really i think about a lot and uh something that helps me um when i feel down i guess one of my favorite uh all-time favorite quotes is the the key to knowing or the key to having it all is knowing that you already do the key to having it all is knowing that you already do and uh thinking of the glass you know if it's half full you know that's all you need you know you just need that kind of you know tip it back and finish it off but if you're always worrying about what you don't have um what you did have that you drank already uh, um you're not going to appreciate what's still left so that's my advice at least i think it's half half full and uh, um yeah i think yeah there's plenty to drink plenty to drink still thought one more question um asking for a friend how many cats are too many cats just wondering so keep up the good work um listen to you every new episode that comes up um you're the bomb so love you bye that's nice and thank you thank you for listening and i love you too and uh um how many cats is too many cats um, I think if you did Family Feud and that was the, the final boss question, how many cats is too many cats, I think you got, um, you got other things to think about. Um, if you have a family, if you've got little kids, if you've got um, toddlers, if you've got um, teenagers, I think you can get away with having, um, you know, a couple cats maybe two if you are living by yourself um i think you probably can get away with having one to two after two it gets a little dicey because um if it's just you and cats then you know Three cats is a lot, four cats is a lot, five cats is a lot, and, you know, there's a crazy cat lady in every fairy tale known to man, you know, every Simpsons, every family guy, every um, Seinfeld, there's, there's a character that has too many cats, and honestly, probably, I mean, you know, too many cats is above two honestly in my opinion and uh but that's just my opinion um because once you start getting up into the the uh traces and the quattros and the cincos um that's just a lot of cat and that's you know i've been in houses with a lot of cat and uh i don't know it's just not it gets to a point of diminishing returns where there's too much cat and uh yeah, that's just a lot of poop and a lot of litter and stuff like that, and uh, a lot of a lot of doing that a lot, and that's just you know every every time. And cats don't even listen really most of the time, so it's like hanging out with a bunch of um, kids that are deaf, kinda. 
but will kind of just do what they want. You can't tell them what to do because they don't know sign language. And uh, they also poop in a box full of uh, sand and you have to clean it up. So, yeah, I think, you know, if there's like a village, you know, you can get away with more cats. But if you're by yourself, you know, let's cap it at maybe two. Okay. Because after that, you know, it gets a little dicey with a lot of cats. So thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. Those are some uh, good questions. Let's get to the next one here. All right here we go. Hi, Andrew. First of all, I'd like to say good show last week. A lot of thought-provoking topics. Uh, for this call, what I really want to do is address the scourge of the Midwest that is also known as Menards. Damn, you coming at Menards right now. Okay. Save big money at Menards. I like to say Menards, as in like my privates. I hate Menards. And it all starts off with walking through that damn turnstile at the very beginning. Do they think I'm going into an amusement park? Are they trying to keep out people? If you're only so tall, you can't go in. What is the point of the turnstile at the beginning of Menards? Dude, that is actually a really good point. And a lot of times, you know, when I was a little skinnier, I would uh, I would kind of scoot through it. And if you turn at the right angle, um, your body, you can fit through without turning it. And I always thought that was like, um, like just a small win throughout the day. And, you know, if you ever go there and I th it's almost a competition to really to see if you can, you know, squeeze through without making it turn. So try it. Yeah, but it is weird. Like, you know, they could um, at least have a lady with like a one of those clicker things that like punches, you know, counts how many people are coming in, you know. You know, we need jobs in America, so let's get rid of the turnstiles. Carry on. But as you progress through the turnstile, then you get the second tree, finding what the hell you're trying to look for. Oh, I want some beef jerky? Sure, it's right next to the toilet products, which is down <laughs> from the magazine rack. Nothing makes sense when you're going in there. You have a better chance of finding a needle in a damn haystack than you do the pack of screws that you came there for in the first place. Third, quality. Go into Menards the next time and look for a brand name. I dare you. Try to find a brand name in Menards. You want to find okay. a Dewalt? You want to find... Uh, maybe a nice craftsman tool. Well, buddy, you're out of luck. What you get, you get Master Force. Is Master Force good? Hell no, it isn't good. It's the biggest piece of crap tools and equipment on the face of the planet. They're horrible, cheap Chinese manufactured junk. You can well going at the knees right there, taking them out at the knees. Not find a brand name of anything in the Nars. It's like going to the dollar store and seeing these brands you've never heard of. Going back to your show last week, you're looking for Little Debbie? Well, they have it, but it's probably Small Mary, <laughs> or it's something that's very close. It's the Aldi's of hardware stores. Lastly, every single damn week it's 11% off. 11% 11% off is a good deal. I'll give them that. And off. If everything's always 11% off, then nothing is. Do you get 11% off at the cash register? Hell no. They make you go get this stupid little slip with your receipt 
and put on your good old 65 cent or whatever the health stamps are nowadays and send it in. Wait for a damn year and a half to get your $2.60 rebate. Is it really on sale if you have to get a rebate for everything? It's the biggest pyramid scheme in the Midwest. It forces you to go back to that godforsaken place over and over and over again and keep buying the pyramid schemes products. They're an MLM that sucks in any sort of rube or dweeb that wants to come and get their hardware on. And if that isn't bad enough, they open at like 4 o'clock in the morning to get all of the people that just can't wait to get in and buy their toilet paper, which is conveniently located right next to the storm doors, because there's this crazy ass <laughs> Okay, so a lot to digest there. And admittedly, I was a fan of Menards until I just heard this. And a lot of good, valid points there. Uh, we have Menards here in Milwaukee, and I have been to them. And, uh, yeah, I guess I was just blinded by it. And uh, thank you um, for kind of enlightening me in the audience. Um, but, I mean, I will rebuttal a few things. Menards, good that they open early. If you have a project on the weekend, I can't be waiting until 8.39 to start. I got to get there and get my cheap um, non-brand, um, you know, screws and appliances, you know, at 6 a.m. instead of waiting, wait until, you know, 8 o'clock for the Home Depot to open. So I will, I will say that's a good, that's a good on them that they open early. Um, but yeah, they do have a lot of bull, a bull jive up in there. I never really thought about that. You don't see any of the the big hitters, the DeWalt's, the Craftsman's, the uh, Ryobi, um, you don't see any of those hitters in there. You just kind of get the, um, yeah, it's kind of like the dollar store, you know. And, uh, yeah, they sell groceries and stuff there, which is kind of, I mean, that's honestly kind of weird. And, uh, um, yeah, but I have shopped at Menards quite a bit. I think... Uh, Man, is there anything worse than going to, like, a store that you don't know where anything is at? Like, we all have our grocery store that we go to um, or our Target that we go to. But then if you ever go out of town and you go to a different, you know, a different Target or you go to a different Walmart and nothing's in the same place as the other store. And it's just, like, the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of Menards are like that. The Menards we have here actually has a, kind of a roof, or not a roof, like a second level um, for lights and stuff like that. So, yeah, the rebate thing is kind of sketchy now that you talk about it, too, because everything is always 11% um, off. And it's like you spend $20.00. And uh, they're like, oh, make sure to go look at And there's a giant wall, and it has about 85 different, like, little slips. And you have to look through each little slip to see if you like, it's the right number for your receipt to find your product. And then you have to put it in there and do the rebate. And it's like, they get you because it's like, you think you're getting 11% off, but they know that you're not going to put the work in. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, now I'm I'm kind of switching sides. I'm with you. I'm with you on the 
on the Menards thing. Um, but they do sell uh, root beer, uh, Spre Sprecher root beer, which is good root beer. It's brewed here in Milwaukee. So that's some good root beer, and it is sold in, uh, in Menards. So I'll give them that. But uh, valid points, valid points. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm a Lowe's guy myself right now just because it's close to our house. But, uh, yeah, let's take another call. Hey, Mumbles. Uh, this week I need some fashion advice from you. I need to help settle an argument. You could go ask your wife if you need some help on this one. Um, let's say you have a job interview coming up or you're going to a wedding and you have a black suit with black pants. Do you think it's okay to wear brown shoes? I think it'd be fine as long as you have a brown belt, but I'm being told otherwise. Let me know. You'll be the final word. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think, uh, and I know this individual, um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, you, you should do whatever you want. Um, and I think, uh, uh, if you wear brown shoes, a brown belt, um, black, I know it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the don't wear white after Labor Day thing, but I say go for it. And maybe, you know, if you have like a cool, um, like a brown cowboy hat or like a, I don't know what it's called, uh, like a paperboy hat, one of those hipster hats. You could wear if it's brown, wear that, because then you kind of have all three levels checked, or like brown earrings or something like that, because then you got brown, 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 head to toe. Um, but I would just look in the mirror and just um, be honest with yourself. I don't think you got to go buy different shoes or anything like this, because. Um, you know, brown and black aren't too far away from each other. But uh, I think we just need to normalize um, doing whatever you want to do and people be okay with it. Unless they say, you know, you need to show up in black shoes and black um, clothes and a black belt. Um, unless they say that, I would probably, you know, do it. But if they don't say it, then, uh, you know... I think the first person um, who wore glasses um, was like, I don't think these go with my outfit, but he did it anyways. And uh, now everyone wears glasses. So I think we just need more people um, rocking the brown with the black. And, you know, dude, people wear stuff all the time that doesn't match. And uh, that that's what makes our country great. And, uh, I think we just need to normalize um, doing whatever, doing whatever you want to do, and uh, people not, you know, giving a heck. And um, if they do um, say anything, tell them to go mind their own blanking business, if you know what I mean. Yeah, mind your own business, and let me wear my shoes that I like to wear um, to this thing that I have to wear black pants to. So um, it's up to you, honestly. Um, I would do whatever you feel like you should do. And, uh, I don't think it's weird. I think we need to stop, uh, you know, stop thinking things are one way that you have to do things the other way, because that's how we get stuck in time. And that's, um, 
I think we should always be, uh, you know, there's new trends all the time. You know, people, people, uh, would never wear a sports bra to the gym. Um, you know, back in the fifties and now you see chicks in booty shorts and sports bras, you know? So yeah, rock them, um, brown pants or brown shoes and a brown belt and get you some brown, like a visor or something for up top. Maybe that's my advice. So, um, let's take a next, uh, next call here. Let's see where we at. Hey, Mumbles. Hey, I heard you had like the number five rated sports podcast on the internet. I thought that was pretty good. So I was hoping some of your more knowledgeable fans or you could explain something to me. Um, I went to a Blackhawks hockey game last weekend and there was a fight that broke out between two of the players. Um, as a amateur martial artist, my and a lot of people just say they go to hockey. Um, they say this is what they say. I like to go to hockey games because of the fights. Literally, they know there's an actual sport where, pe- where people just fight and don't do hockey. Go on. Self, so, I was left wondering about what the tactics of that is and. You know, what's the etiquette of that situation? Because it seems like there's a lot of things you could do that they just choose not to do. And I don't, I don't even get how it's part of the game. Yeah. Um, so both guys threw off their gloves immediately. And I was thinking that was weird because they didn't remove their helmets. And Yeah, that is kind of weird that they um, take off their gloves. You'd think, I don't know. If you're going to take off your gloves, take off your shirt too and fight like a man. You know, let's get some bare chest out there with some hair, get some ice burn, you know, if they, if it goes to the ground, you know, get some frostbite on them titties. I thought that if you're going to punch someone with body armor on, you'd want some kind of hand protection. Yeah. Um, this fight happened in like the third period and the score was already nine to two. So there's no way that this fight was going to affect the outcome of the game or like switch the momentum in either direction. Sometimes you just got to get out some frustration. Heck it. Might as well fight someone. That's what we want to do throughout the day, the work day sometimes. But you can't just take off um, your gloves and fight someone at work. But these guys can if they're frustrated. So it must have just been a personal thing between two of the guys. Um, When they fight, they grab each other's jerseys with one hand and then they try to punch with the other. I thought that was weird. That's not like a technique that they teach you in Muay Thai or in MMA, but maybe that's just a critical thing that you miss that happens in the real world because you don't compete with a shirt on. What happens if someone grabs it? Um, Yeah, like I was saying, let's take the shirts off and let's fight. Let's see who wins with their shirt off. Being in jiu-jitsu, if you follow the current self-defense techniques... If someone grabs your collar, you could just put them in any WWE professional wrestling move that you want to. Um, then you're also wearing skates, which are like razor blades. So how about a front tie kick? Dang. Anyway. Right to the neck. Let me know what you think about fights in hockey. Maybe you can explain to the rest of us the unwritten rules. It sure gets the fans excited anyway. Yeah, like I was saying, there's some people out there that don't even know that hockey is a sport. They just go there um, because they want to see someone fight. 
and there's sports that people just fight at without the hockey. So, um, yeah, I don't know what what's going on. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll be at a hockey game and the ref will let them play, let them boys play ref, and by that mean, you know, the, they'll let them fight. Um, and sometimes they don't let them fight. I don't know what what's the rule in hockey that, okay, I'm going to let these guys fight, and what's the rule that's I'm not going to let these guys fight? Is it a gentleman's agreement? Is it, uh, you know, bad blood? Um, but, yeah, you'll see people fight in hockey, and they'll uh, grab the jersey. And I think what they're trying to do is hold on to something because they're on skates. And if you've ever been on skates, it's pretty difficult to keep your balance. You're pretty much um, walking on chef knife, um, chef knives on your feet. So you're trying to walk with wall cutting stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know what uh, it'd be. If someone knows hockey um, and can maybe chime in on this call, and if you've ever been in a hockey fight, what was the, uh, what was kind of the rules of engagement? What were the uh, stipulations, um, you know, when's the ref break it up when's the ref let it go i mean you think you know if they're gonna fight let them you know let them fight till one of them can't fight no more if you know what i mean till they tap out because then you know a lot of times they just kind of grab onto each other and try to keep their balance and spin around um and kind of punch each other's shoulder pads um but no one really does any damage maybe to their hand but, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. Um, I do like watching fights in hockey, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They should – more sports should incorporate it. Um, penalty boxes like the NBA and the NFL, you know, put a couple players in the penalty box. Why not? Hockey does it, you know. Let a, let a Giannis – and Bobby Portis, you know, fight some dudes, um, and see what happens and put them, you know, put them in a five minute penalty box. It'd be worth it. So, cause then every team would just have some dude like straight up, just like a fighter that was on their team and just starts fights with the star player. So, and I bet there's some dudes in hockey that are just the team's fighter. So good question. Yeah. If you, uh, if you have any insight on what causes hockey fights or what is the uh, rules of engagement, you can go ahead and call the hotline. The number is 414-214-0372. Let's get to this last call here. And, and surprisingly, it is hockey-related. So let's hear it. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for taking my call. Got a question for you uh, related to hockey. Um, I don't know if you're a big hockey fan or not, but let's talk about the goalie here. Why don't they just take somebody that's like the half-ton boy, somebody that is morbidly obese, throw some pads on him and shove him in front of the hockey net so nobody can score a goal? Uh, To me, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why you couldn't. And the big thing, like if you take the half-ton boy, he's just a boy. He hasn't even became a man yet. Imagine when that happens. So just wanted to see what your thoughts were on do you think it's feasible for a a 
person with extreme girth to be a hockey goalie, and would it give a team an advantage? Thank you. That's a good question. I've actually I've thought about that a lot, um, and I think a lot of the goalies actually in the professional and the amateur ranks are kind of what you would call average-looking um, guys. And I always thought, let's put a no disrespect, but a you know a large person up in there, because um, the the net and the goal um, stays one size. So they they never make the net bigger. They never make the goal bigger. But you can make you bigger and uh, get one of them sisters um, from TLC, the two sisters, uh, big sisters or whatever it's called from TLC, that show. They could fill up a net pretty easy. I mean, what you would do is get just, you know, a big, uh, like my 600-pound life person, put them, you know, just say you can eat whatever you want. Like we're going to feed you as much as you want. But you have to take yoga every day so that that way they could do the splits. Because if they can do the splits with their trunk and their arms, that's pretty much, you know, 85, 90% of the goalie's net. And, uh, yeah, that would be my only thing is just, you know, sign them up, get them up, get them up there, get their yoga, um, make sure they do their yoga but not work too hard and uh, keep feeding them a lot of calories and eventually the goal will be uh you know there'll be no there'll be nowhere to go you know you can't score because there's it's closed the goalie's closed the goal's closed because um and maybe you know you can target certain areas of the body if you there's deficits in you know the the right flank or the left flank of the goal, you know, you could work on some, you know, upper body stuff or, you know, inject uh, that stuff. It's not, I don't know if it's steroids, but a lot of Brazilians do it where it just blows your muscles up, like not an explosion, but it like swells your muscles up. So you'll see like these pictures on Twitter of these guys with these just jacked arms, but regular bodies. Looks like a SpongeBob when he blows up the anchor arms do that on like a huge person okay and they're already big but do it on their hands like each finger blow it up and then their arms and then their neck and like their legs and stuff like that but get them to do yoga every day um a high calorie diet um yeah and i think you'd have a pretty formidable uh goalie but uh you know it's probably not ethical it's probably not um you know, the lifespan of a goalie, you know, probably wouldn't be very high. I don't know if they could um, match the demands, the physical demands of of the sport. And, uh, you know, you'd have to have protein shakes. You know how the goalies have the water bottles above the uh, goal. You'd have to have protein shakes and, like, cliff bars and stuff like that up there, you know, so they can make sure they're not losing too much weight during the game. So, uh, yeah, I've always thought of that, but, uh, I've never had, never thought of it out loud until now. Um, so that's a good question. Good question. Um, really good questions today on the hotline. Um, you guys really brought the heat today. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, but I'm looking forward, uh, to this episode coming out and, uh, looking forward to this weekend. Um, as always, if you want to call and be a part of the show, 
You can hit the hotline, the number is 414-214-0372. That's 414-214-0372. Um, and you'll go straight to the voicemail where you can leave your message. So uh, um, hope you guys have a good weekend. Um, spring's coming. Daylight savings coming. We're going to get a lot more sun here soon. And uh, um, look forward to seeing you guys next week and hearing from you. Uh, um, I appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, as always, if you haven't subscribe, like, comment, um, rate the rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Every little bit helps. Let's try and uh, keep it going. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.